Merry Mousevent, thank you for downloading today's offering. Please, Adam, do share the listener's advice. Yes, it's time to uh, go into another piece of uh, hint or a tip from another one of our listeners, Scott Horsman, who says uh, you should always have a daily touring plan. And you see, when you hear touring plan, uh, you go to a dictionary and look for touring plan, it just comes up definition, Len Tester. Uh, So we welcome Len Tester. Hello, Len. Hey Adam, how's it going? And we've got uh, Alan and Chris as always. Hi guys. Hi yeah. And we just wanted to talk a little bit about Christmas touring, basically, uh, through the Magic Kingdom. Uh, it's the 16th, you've got nine days. Are you heading out there for Christmas Day? Are you going to do something really exciting over Christmas? And we've kind of brought Len on to talk a little bit about Christmas touring and how touring plans might help. So Len, do you want to kind yep. of uh, give us, you know, what's the difference between touring sort of at Christmas time and other times of the year? So there's there's a couple of things. One uh, is that the crowds are so much larger during uh, the Christmas time than even summer or Easter or spring break. Generally, the uh, the period between Christmas and New Year's Day is the busiest single week of the entire year for Disney World, with uh, with New Year's Eve being uh, generally the most crowded day of the year. And if you haven't been there uh, during these days, it is. Uh, but you've seen like for example, uh, you know Times Square in New York mm-hmm. on New Year's Eve. That's, that's what Main Street looks like in the evening when parades and, and, and fireworks happen. It is shoulder-to-shoulder people as far as you can see. And there's no, like your shoelaces don't come untied because you can't bend down to, you know, to, to tie them. Because if you did, someone would walk over you and you'd be trampled and that would be it. It's, it sound, uh, sounds like when it was the 4th of July when I went. It's, it's even busier than the 4th of July, but the wow. 4th of July is heat, so I can, I can totally understand that. It is, uh, it's extremely competitive you know, to get reservations, to get onto any rides. And the other interesting thing that you see is, um, you know, obviously all the headliner attractions are going to be jam-packed. And then you see the crowd sort of migrating to the secondary attractions. So maybe, you know, going from Peter Pan to Pooh to, you know, Mickey's Magic, And then you see the tertiary attractions start filling up. So things like the, uh, the carousel and Hall of Presidents, you know, and things like that uh, start getting, you know, 45 minute waits that's the really interesting thing because at that point people are just looking for any attraction that doesn't have a line okay <laughs> so, sounds like a good time to go then yeah it's great <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we, just, we go every year we just sold it really well <laughs> brilliantly um so i've got touring plans up at the moment because i have just renewed my touring plan subscription so uh that's a for len um <laughs> <laughs> so i've got the the one day holiday touring plan just here um, yep. So, the one thing at the bottom is, it says, uh, you need to arrive at the Magic Kingdom turnstiles 50 minutes before official opening. Five zero minutes, right. Yeah. Really? 50? Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, so uh, a couple things happen. One is that um, people will start queuing up for the entrances at least an hour in advance. And... Um, you know, you know, there's a there's a limited amount of space between the even the new turnstiles, the new Magic Band turnstiles, mm-hmm. and the you know where they do the bag check, the security gate. Yeah. So there'll there'll be so much pressure there from crowds that number one, they won't be able to process the security check. So people won't be able to get through the security check because there'll be nowhere that for them to go once they get past the security check. Mm-hmm. And the line will then start queuing back up to the monorail station, and then 
you know, I mean, if they if they didn't do anything, people wouldn't be able to get off the monorail because the line breaks in that part. So what Disney ends up doing is um, letting some people who are in front of the turnstiles past the turnstiles even before the park opens. And if that gets more crowded, they'll actually walk them down Main Street. Right. So it's really important. There's a huge advantage to being past the turnstiles and on Main Street before the park opens. In, in a sense, in a sense you're, you're like one or two attractions ahead of everyone else that still has to go through the whole security check wristband thing. I mean, you're like a good 20, 25 minutes ahead of those people if you're past that. It's a, it's a, it's a tremendous advantage. It's like getting two extra attractions for you throughout the day. Okay. It seems crazy, doesn't it? You know, no, normally when you've got rope droppings, you first through the turnstile, nothing on Main Street. Yeah, alone this time you're going to be, as soon as you get allowed through the turnstiles, in theory, it's already packed. Yeah, if you were, uh, let's, say, let's say the park opens at 8 and you arrive at the turnstiles at 8. There's already thousands of people ahead of you. Um, you know, they're already in the parks. You know, Enchanted Tales with Bell is probably on already a 45-minute wait at that point. You know, so the low-capacity attractions are, uh, are already, already swamped, yeah. Wow. Great. So, Touring Plants, have you used them in the park, Alan? I haven't. I admit I've only used Touring Plants for the crowd calendars. Okay. Chris? No, I hate being organised. <laughs> it's going well. <laughs> it's going well. Uh, I have been organised. I have used them before, and I can say they honestly do work. Um, genuinely do work. And I'm kind of amazed that there's this some sort of sorcery that Len quite clearly <laughs> understands that nobody else understands. And you're just like, yeah, right, I'm going to get to Dumbo and there's going to be no queue. And you get there and go, whoa, there's no queue at Dumbo. What is going on here? Now, they genuinely won't. And for some of them, it does require a little bit of walking, but for others, yeah. not necessarily. And, and one of the nice things if you're on touring plans is that you can actually kind of change the balance between walking and waiting and the speed you go and even there's even an option to tick whether or not you've got a fast pass runner which i love i just think that's brilliant <laughs> do you have somebody Thank designated you. as the one who's going to run um so uh touring plan yeah i think we're dead right aren't we uh, make sure you've got a touring plan and some sort of idea when you get to the park whether it be one from touringplans.com whether it be just a general idea of what it is you want to hit on that particular day I think it's definitely very, very important that you have some sort of idea about where you're, uh, you're thinking of going. Well, that's it from uh, MouseVent for today. Thank you for joining us. We will be back again tomorrow for day 17. We will see you then. will certainly help me next time I'm at the mouse. Thank you for listening to Disney Brit's Mouse Vent. And don't forget to join us tomorrow for more. Yeah.